I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to our new PR Week podcast episode with Arvind Hickman. I'm Arvin Hickman, and this is The PR Show from PR Week. The travel and hospitality industries have been devastated by the coronavirus pandemic, and this week the government has introduced new quarantine rules. Most people who arrive to the UK must now self-isolate for two weeks, which places summer holiday getaways in jeopardy. For businesses in the travel and hospitality sectors, it couldn't come at a worse time. Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary warned the rules could cost the industry millions of jobs. Travel and hospitality companies are fighting back with a lobbying campaign led by the PC agency founder, Paul Charles. The campaign is backed by 500 leading companies in travel and hospitality, and we're going to take a closer look at the campaign and whether it's working. I'm joined by Paul, Kawani Head of Communications, Rachel O'Reilly, and PR Week Editor-in-Chief, Danny Rogers. Welcome to you all. Before we dive into the new quarantine rules, I'd like Rachel to explain the impact the pandemic has had on Kauai and the industry. There's no question this is the biggest crisis we have ever seen. Um, Nobody working in the travel industry, even though they may have worked in the industry for decades, has seen anything like this. I don't think any of us ever thought we would see a travel advisory from the FCO to say, you are not able to travel overseas unless it is essential. That is a, that is putting a hold on every leisure trip, uh, friends and family uh, experience. It is just unheard of. Um, it's had a devastating effect already. Um, it's had a major impact on our business. We are a premium worldwide travel company. We sell holidays to 90-plus destinations around the world. Uh, Right now, for the first time in our history, and we've been in the UK market for over 50 years, we have no customers overseas. And that's an extraordinary thing to say. Um, 
We have had a major repatriation effort uh, earlier in March, 2,000 people. We flew home from all corners of the globe. Um, it's had a major impact, uh, not just on our business, but the whole travel industry. Danny, you speak um, to PR agencies in this sector quite a bit. How has this impacted comms agencies who specialise in travel and tourism? I would say that agencies specialising in the travel and hospitality sector have been hit harder than any other uh, type of agency uh, during this crisis. I mean, you know, with thousands, like Rachel says, with thousands of planes grounded, with millions of um, holiday makers not able to travel, the travel sector has been completely halted. And therefore, any agency that is doing communications for travel brands has really had a, had a torrid time. And they, they found that they can't get much payment from hotels or airlines or, or travel companies. So uh, it really has been the worst hit sector of all during this. Paul, how has this affected your agency? Well, Arvind, uh, I'd like to say that we're in relatively good shape and uh, clearly I'll let others judge on that. But certainly as an agency boss, we take a lot of actions to, I'd say, reset the agency um, during this period to make sure we're resilient, to make sure our team are in good spirits. Uh, it's a very big job in terms of keeping morale high across all agencies at the moment. Uh, and in, in terms of making sure we're fit for purpose for the future. So a lot of actions indeed, which I'm, I'm sure we'll go into. But um, fundamentally, I guess there have been two phases so far. There may yet be a third phase, but there's been a, a first phase during this crisis of uh, battening down the hatches, making sure that you're protecting cash in the business, making sure that you're servicing the clients who are still wanting to get their messages out there. And then there's been a second phase, which is uh, which we've entered now, which is one of rebuilding um, as companies prepare to go back to business post-lockdown. I say there may be a third phase, even a fourth. That will depend on whether there is a second wave uh, of the coronavirus crisis for us all to deal with. And clearly, we all hope that there won't be one. Okay. Can you explain the government's new quarantine rules and what sort of impacts it might have on travel and hospitality? Yeah, there's one word that explains the government's quarantine rules, and that's ridiculous. Most people I've met, most people you talk to, cannot understand why the government have put these measures in place. Essentially, busiest countries in the world, those that have had very few death rates or very few cases, put quarantine in place at the start of March. They did it at the start of their pandemic. And that is the best World Health Organization advice uh, for countries to do. No one can understand why the government in the UK is doing it now when our cases are still relatively high and when the countries around us, our neighbours in Europe, have got far lower cases. And in fact, the R rate is much lower in those countries as well. Quarantine works at the start of a pandemic because it, it stops the virus coming in to a country. Um, it stops the case numbers growing. And in fact, our borders were open in March and in April. They were open to allow people in. Millions of people were coming into, into the UK, uh, potentially with coronavirus symptoms. And it just doesn't make any sense when other countries uh, had the sense to actually put in place their quarantine measures much earlier. 
The measures that are now in place in the UK mean that if you enter the UK as a tourist or as a traveller, or even if you're British and you're coming back into the country, then you have to quarantine. It's mandatory for 14 days at home or in a hotel or a named address. But there are so many loopholes as well. Um, you can leave to go shopping. You can go out to visit a pharmacy. You can even take public transport from the airport to your home, even if you're suffering from coronavirus. It's a rush policy. It's poorly thought out and it's unworkable. What sort of impact does it have on the industry, Rachel? Um, well, I think for the operators that have that kind of, they, they rely essentially on that kind of mainstream summer sun market, it will, it will have a major effect because I don't think we can forget at the moment that in addition to the quarantine measures, we ha still have an FCO advisory against uh, non-essential travel. That's still in place. Uh, we have no idea when that is going to be lifted. Um, but obviously, you know, every traveller industry would like uh, to be able to plan. They would like some indication as to when there might be some movement on that, because as long as there is the FCO advisory in place, then people cannot travel anyway. But there is a desperate hope that there will be some uh, travel this year. People are desperate for holiday. This is, you know, they been in lockdown for three months. People want something to look forward to. Now, we're in the premium sector of the market, uh, honeymoons, uh, special occasion trips, that sort of thing. People are spending a lot of money on their on their holiday. We are not so much in that sort of summer med uh, mass market category. But nevertheless, um, you know, this is having a major impact on our business. Uh, we need to be able to plan, uh, and people need to be able to 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 know what their travel plans might look like in order for us to help reshape them. So, um, the quarantine is just another level of confusion on the whole thing. As Paul all quite rightly said, a lot of the problems in our business were leading in the early stages from, from other countries uh, imposing quarantine, which made it very difficult for people on multi-center itineraries um, to travel around. So, so very early on, even before the FCO advisory was in place, it was making our business operations nigh impossible. But those quarantine measures were, were taken at the right time. I totally agree with what Paul is saying. Um, and now to introduce them here, it's just another layer of confusion on top of everything else. Okay, let's talk about the campaign that you've launched, Paul. Can you take us through how it came about? Yes, um, one of my clients is the tour operator Red Savannah. Um, which is a luxury tour operator um, in the UK. And its CEO is George Morgan Grenfell. And George rang me on uh, a Saturday evening about three weeks ago. Um, luckily, I was sober and he was sober. And we had a very detailed conversation about the quarantine measures that were being rumoured by the government at that point. The, the measures that were being planned had been leaked out, in fact, to the Times. And George was really annoyed, like most people in the industry, about the potential of these measures coming, coming in. And he said, look, I've written this letter. I want to send it to the government, uh, to Priti Patel, the Home Secretary, who's in charge of these quarantine measures. And um, what do you think? And can you help me PR it? Um, and I said, I had a look at it. I obviously advised, as a good advisor, some changes to the letter uh, to make it more 
powerful perhaps and more pertinent certainly from a media perspective and advised that um, George sign up as many people as he could to endorse the letter. And what started out as a few names initially ended up as 77 signatories endorsing it. And at that point, I knew I had enough information to be able to go out uh, with a strong campaign, um, which initially we didn't name, and now it's called Quash Quarantine, but initially we just said we were a group of leading travel and hospitality companies. And uh, the letter went off, and we initially got some coverage for that. And then it grew and grew as the coverage grew, and we're now up to 500 leading hospitality and travel companies of all sizes, large and small, across the UK, ranging from um, Jason Atherton restaurants to TGI Fridays to the Ritz Hotel to Club Med and Mark Warner. Uh, the list goes on. And uh, um, indeed, Kuonia have also signed up as, a, as an endorser. So uh, we've been staggered by the outrage felt on, on uh, uh, by the industry across the UK. And I think that's helped us to get even more coverage. What are some of the things that you've done and what are some of the results that you've had? Is, is it being effective? Well, um, I'd like to think that others are seeing the uh, mark of our campaign. We've been going for about three weeks now, and it has been nonstop since that first phone call between me and George. We've done over 500 interviews in the UK alone. We've had broadcast coverage every day. We've had uh, a number of front pages, which uh, has surprised me. This is a really hot issue for the media, in my opinion, and it's staggering to see so many front pages with us quoted in them uh, for two weeks we've had front pages and i think it's got to go down as one of the stories that has run and run even longer than the dominic cummings saga which of course was a major story during may that didn't run on the front pages for two weeks uh, so i'd like to think we was, we've been successful there uh, we've had coverage all around the world on broadcast and in print and online as well um, and it's been noticed online as well. We've been using LinkedIn very effectively, I think, because LinkedIn is looked at by decision makers. And this is a crisis that affects a lot of decision makers. They're having to make day in, day out decisions about furloughing staff, when to bring staff back, the impact of the quarantine on their businesses. And it's a major economic impact that we're going to see with many job losses in the sector. Um, so, yeah, I think it's had a major impact. And even in the last 24 hours, uh, a senior, very senior government source has phoned me personally to. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. 
reassure me that uh, travel corridors will be coming in on the 29th of June. So we're just in the process of uh, boosting our campaign even further with that news. Um, and, and that's where we are today. What do you think is the likely outcome? Well, if you believe the very senior government source, then our campaign must be having an impact. And the outcome is that travel corridors will begin on the 29th of June, which is what's needed because the industry needs visibility. We need to know as soon as possible publicly for the government to say, yes, the 29th of June is a date when there will be travel corridors open and you can start selling tickets for that date onwards. That would help companies like Kuomi and many others and airlines who want to get selling. At the moment, the industry is in freeze frame. It literally is frozen. No one knows when we can travel again, when the FCO advice is going to be lifted. So I think I'd like to think it's had a major impact in showing the government that actually there will be economic damage in that um, their quarantine measures are not well supported by the public in terms of their implementation. Everybody's laughing at the measures at the moment. Um, and I'd like to think that the media, who've been amazing in this campaign so far, um, are, are correctly taking the temperature of the nation. And I think you can only have so many front pages making an impact on government when the media do correctly take the temperature. Rachel, I'd like to get your views on the campaign and how important it is for the industry. I think it's been a phenomenal campaign and uh, it's really gained momentum. I mean, this is the time now that we are entering into the peak, what would be normally the peak summer holiday season. So all eyes are on holidays. Um, it's on everybody's mind right now. And I do applaud absolutely um, what Paul has done and led with. He is a brilliant spokesperson and has really galvanized support from it. Um, you know, APTA have, you know, you know, they've also had a part to play. Uh, they had a, a campaign uh, sort of early in the crisis of safe future travel. Uh, they set up a, a portal and um, around 24,000 emails went to MPs. Um, I think the difficulty with that at the time, it was fraught with um, the refund issue. Um, it, was, it, it was difficult at the time because consumers felt angry. The travel industry also felt angry and worried. Um, so travel companies fighting for survival, um, but also consumers. Uh, wanting their money back and feeling concerned. So there was a kind of, um, it, it didn't land possibly quite as they expected, uh, but nevertheless, uh, you know, ABTA has done its share of lobbying. Um, but really nothing has come to fruition in terms of support for the travel sector. The furlough scheme, of course, has been welcomed. It's enabled us to to keep many staff and at least, uh, you know, allow them to be pay, staff to be paid. Um, but I think the campaign about quash quarantine has really just um, escalated the whole thing. And as Paul said, it's kept it absolutely right up there on the media agenda and absolutely rightly so because the travel industry is on its knees and it needs support and it needs a direction mapped out. Danny, what, what's your view on the campaign and how common are these types of campaigns uh, sort of against government policies and how often are they effective? 
I personally think this campaign has been uh, very, very effective. Obviously, we'll see whether the government does a U-turn on the 29th of June or even earlier on this um, inequitable policy. But it seems to me that the mood music coming from the British media and from the government are, they are realising that um, this is a damaging campaign. Um, there was a, a leader in the Sunday Times last weekend, which, as you know, is the top selling Sunday newspaper and read by a lot of uh, politicians and senior business people. And th this policy was described as the daftest, most economically damaging policy that the, um, the government has unveiled so far during this crisis. So I, I do think that Paul and uh, Rachel and the whole travel industry has done a, a great job in, in sort of exposing this uh, this government strategy or so-called strategy for for being um, ineffective and damaging. And I, I hope that the government will ultimately listen. Um, in terms of other campaigns that have been effective, um, I think back to in 2018, the travel industry ran a, a campaign called Stop Sickness Scams, which uh, lobbied against a tendency for holidaymakers at the time to try and... Um, sort of cash in on uh, pretending to be sick from their holiday and getting um, compensation as a result of that. And uh, it was a very effective campaign. The government closed the loophole, which was leading to ambulance chasing companies, encouraging people to complain. So, um, in fact, that was shortlisted for a PR Week award in 2018. So that was a good example of getting the government to change its mind by the um, travel industry. And another very, very good example, and still quite topical, is, uh, is last year's campaign by Heathrow Airport, of course, to um, convince the government to plan a third runway um, at Heathrow Airport. Of course, things have changed enormously since that campaign, and um, now the tide has moved against uh, a third runway. And indeed, Heathrow, as we've just been saying, isn't even been open for the last three months or so. So... Um, but it, it does prove that if the travel industry uh, lobbies effectively and communicates well, the government will listen and will change its mind. Okay. My final question, it, it seems like this campaign is effective and it, it might, um, there might, there might be some changes and a U-turn, but I would still like to understand how the recovery looks like for the industry. Rachel, could you give us sort of an industry view and then I'll ask Paul and Danny for more of a comms view. In terms of recovery, um, I mean, we are selling now holidays for next year, 2021. That's when most of our business is going. And it is, you know, it's absolutely, you know, people are still booking holidays. It is still possible for people to book. They want reassurance uh, that um, companies will be flexible if anything has changed or they need support and mending. I think human touch is going to be important. Uh, brand reputation will be absolutely up there. Uh, people want to trust the company they're booking with. Um, companies will be smaller. Um, they will be more innovative. I mean, we've already had to change. I mean, we're known and famed, I guess, to be as being a sort of long haul destination, luxury travel, lots of turquoise oceans and white sands. Um, but we ourselves have launched our first UK and Ireland collection. Uh, we did that a couple of weeks ago for the first time in our 50 plus year history. Uh, that got a lot of attention. It got a lot of media coverage. Um, 
as a, and something that we've we've responded to very quickly um, with a view that people probably will be staying a little closer to home uh, this year and possibly early into next year. Um, we're also a premium brand. Uh, we're on the high street. We're in John Lewis stores. All of those stores are closed. Uh, but people book appointments uh, with us. Um, we, we moved quickly to introduce a, a video appointment service. Uh, we didn't know how popular it was going to be. But actually, it's it's exceeded all of our expectations. Uh, people can see our travel consultants and get that expertise, and uh, and people are actually using that as a way to book. So we've adapted already. Uh, bookings are down on last. You know, they, they're down, way down on where we'd expect them to be. Uh, but there are signs of hope. Um, some destinations are doing extremely well, and there is an appetite for travel. People are telling us they want something to look forward to. They want to look ahead. So it, we, we, this, we, we will get through this. We will recover. I think it's going to be a long haul, though, and I think there's going to be a lot of nervousness, uh, a lot of anxiety about travel in the near future. And uh, I, I think it's, it's a little bit fasten your seatbelts. Uh, we're in for a bumpy ride. Paul, what does recovery look like for the PC agency? Well, I, I think that the coronavirus itself will never kill off the human DNA to travel. So travel as a sector and tourism as a sector will be strong again, despite the fact that in the short term it's going through the worst crisis ever. But this is an opportunity to, to reset. Yes, uh, the travel and tourism industry will be 30 to 50% smaller over the next year. Uh, before it then fundamentally rebuilds. But for communicators, this is the ideal time to talk to clients, current and, and future clients, about how they reset. During lockdown, we've all had time to rethink our lives, to rethink our needs and our priorities. And I think we're going to have to get used to major change. Now, personally, I find that major change hugely refreshing, hugely challenging, but very beneficial longer term. It means that for a lot of agencies and the companies that they're uh, account servicing and advising, it means that there's a chance to do things that perhaps you've always wanted to do but never felt able to do. Or it's a chance to remove things that cost you a lot that perhaps you don't need to spend money on anymore. Or, crucially, it's a chance to show you care. And I think it's going to be the, the businesses that do really well, the agencies that thrive and survive and won't go under, will be those that care for their employees, that show them they care about how they cope with the coronavirus, and care for their clients in a different way, showing them how they can get through this crisis and beyond with the, the finest advice um, at the drop of a hat at any time of day. I think lockdown has proved that we can work from home, any place, anytime, anywhere, and that's going to be invaluable when clients choose the, the best consultancies to work with. Danny, what are you hearing more broadly across the industry? Obviously, this is a serious downturn and pretty much every sector is affected to some degree by um, COVID-19 and the recession that it brings with it. That said, public relations has done quite well out of this um, downturn. And if you compare... PR as opposed to advertising or other forms of communication and marketing. Um, its, it's cuts have been less, uh, its 
loss of revenues have been comparatively low. And particularly corporate crisis information, um, internal communications, these are areas of public relations that are actually booming at the moment. This is not to say that uh, companies will make more money than they did last year out of public relations because, um, of course, it is a recession and everybody is hit to a certain extent. But I do think that comms has generally had a good war, uh, if you use the cliché, and I think good communicators will really prove their value during all of this. And we're talking to a couple on this podcast today who I think that sort of experience, that sort of judgment is the thing that helps companies get out of this mess. That's all we have time for. I'd like to thank Rachel, Paul and Danny for joining us and our production partners, Marketeers. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast valuable, please do visit the PR Week website and subscribe to support our journalism. On behalf of the PR Week team, until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening to the PR Show podcast with Arvin Hickman. Brought to you by PR Week. If you like what you heard, please leave us a nice review. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.